Hello everyone and welcome to Mebhi Muslim. I'm Maryam Heather, and in this episode I speak to Zoya who identify as a they-them with a she-her vibe and defines themselves as a queer soul with the vibrant hues of a trans woman embracing the diverse rhythms of life. In this conversation, Zoya shares their journey exploring gender fluidity and discusses how this exploration has enabled them to have more meaningful relationships. They also share their relationship with the Indian Muslim identity and the ways it shows up in their life. A DEI professional, Zoya sheds light on the challenges and opportunities present within the corporate spaces, the Supreme Court ruling that failed to grant same-sex couples marriage rights in India, and the responsibilities of allies across the board. Finally, we talk about finding love and discuss the role of queer and minority representation in certain Hindi movies and the recent Amazon series Made in Heaven Season 2. This month, in which we observe Trans Awareness Week and Transgender Day of Remembrance, do give this episode a listen and share it with your loved ones. Hey Zoya, welcome to Mebhi Muslim. It is such an honor and such a pleasure to have you here. Thank you, Mariam. Thank you for having me. Uh, this should have happened long back, uh, is what I would say. I think I'm just glad it's happening uh, since the time we first met in Bombay. Yeah. Yes. And ever since then, I've just been like, yeah, I need to, I need to catch up with you, but also have you on MBM. So I think it's a, it's the start of a journey. And thank you for being on this journey with me. You and I loved hearing you at the at the GLF. By the way, uh, that's why I think I ran behind you and to meet you, uh, saying that hey, hey, Maria. Uh, Thank uh, you. Uh, but honestly, I think just that first interaction we had in Bombay at GLF, and you know, you kind of shared a bit about your journey, but also in a way, kind of inspired me to think about how has this identity. And we were just talking before this recording the multiple intersectionality labels of sorts. But let's talk about you know one of the uh, elements and aspects of your being, which is being a trans person. Can you talk a bit about that and how has this journey been for you um, so far? I think as a, I, I call myself trans person uh, on my Instagram. You'll see gender fluid. Again, many labels uh, associated with uh, my own being. Uh, I still fall under the trans umbrella as a person. I haven't transitioned uh, as such. I'm 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 closeted at in spaces and I'm open in some. Uh, that's why I use the word partially closeted. Um, I have always tried to make spaces where I can be open. Um, um, if I have to start about or identity, I think uh, I started understanding my identity or started believing or I started at least uh, experiencing my identity when I was something around ten years or twelve years old. Okay. Um, uh, it started with uh, me wearing my sister's dress at one point of time. Uh, from there to um, reading more about it, because they, when you start doing something that's a taboo for the world uh, outside, there is a lot of um, Hindi me word like a kashmakash, and the, you're always in that uh, thing in your body, you know, and in your mind. That, okay, what's going on? Uh, there's a lot of guilt that also uh, comes into it because you feel that oh I am I am wrong you know uh, it takes a long time to come out to yourself before you come out to people and I think that 
I would term as acknowledgement, and and that that acknowledgement is key to one first accepting. Oh, this is who I am. I really can't fight this anymore. And if I keep fighting this, it's just going to be traumatic. And I did spend quite a lot of that traumatic time, but to myself, not to anybody else. I wasn't open about it to anybody at that point of time. Uh, I remember uh, uh, at that time uh, I was in school. Uh, I was even facing uh, the whole piece of. Uh, being a dyslexic student going through getting concessions not being a good good performer in school at one point of time even my principal telling my mom that you know this person needs special school they they won't fit here they won't perform well here uh, so all of that clubbed with uh, a mismatch gender identity also identifying sexuality as well because i did have a partner at that point of time you know the when i mean a partner you are just experimenting uh, not school phase of Uh, adolescence you know uh, so all of this club i think uh, going to you know cyber cafes at that point of time were a big thing researching that okay are there people like me or am i the only singled out unfortunate person in this world uh, and then realizing nahi hai hai kafi log aise from that understanding more of identity being more expressive about myself then leaving from school coming into uh, college again uh, meeting more folks like me uh, i met uh, a lot of there were the what there was a facebook was pretty open at that point of time it's not as as a dead medium like it was now there were a lot of these closed groups that existed uh, uh, and they were majorly cross dresser uh, was the term that was used i never associated myself as a cross dresser because i never felt that i only dress differently from uh, a piece you know i never uh, considered myself to doing art as uh, you know drag as an art or something it was me and my identity or my expression of my identity more uh, but yeah, i met more people like this from there on we went to uh, actually start going outside i attended a, a pride march in 2015 uh, that was my first pride march and then uh helping people actually identify themselves so you know we used to make these cross dressing groups we used to go and to a into a hotel dress up and then attend the uh, pride march or attend seek an outing or something it's it's that whole journey of from the from the closet to starting to go out and then in spaces again becoming more open then i started coming out to my colleagues in my previous organization where i joined then slowly opening it up to certain more pieces and then the next organization i joined it had a little more wider circle now the organization that i am i'm open about my identity this is my space that i've again put like conquered in some manner and i'm passing it on to the other folks as well the the hope has always been that i don't let the journey means the journey become shorter for the others than it was for me uh for coming up that's so wonderfully put and in a way you were also sharing a bit about how this has been a space for you that you are evolving through but also helping others evolve through in a way helping others come out helping others ex- accept and experience this journey and i know you mentioned that there were different spaces that you have you know um explored and also come out to can you talk about a bit of those spaces in your personal or social settings and how has that experience been and what in a way can a lot of listeners uh, take from i think it's for social spaces um for me the work has been a major chunk of my uh, 
लाइफ राइट एंड आई थिंक सोशल स्पेसिस में आई वुड से दैट इट्स बीन लेस इन कॉन्टेक्स्ट बिकॉज आई हैव मेड माई एनवायरमेंट ऑफ माई कलीग्स ऑल्सो सोशल एस्पेक्ट ऑफ इट my my colleagues and my teens and my earlier thing people used to attend gc parties the, a lot of uh, lgbtq parties my and my colleagues used to come along with me there i have met so i don't i don't i don't see a bifurcation there uh, i do see a i do see a compartmentalization in life that okay this is where i am not closeted and this is where i am closeted uh, but where i am not closeted i have made those friends and uh, that group um, and then there are spaces which are lgbtq friendly where i have so attended Uh, so I, I really can't differentiate which is a social non-social. It's more closeted, non-closeted for me in uh, my being at least in that sense. Um, yeah. It is complex in that sense, is what mm-hmm. I would say. Zoya, you also are from a Muslim background. Would you talk a bit about how does that Muslim identity of yours plays into this journey and the experience of being a trans person? So I would say I'm I'm a person born in a Muslim family is what my terminology would be, uh, because I'm not a practicing Muslim. Um, I have studied Islam in some senses. Uh, so my uh, I think again in some like an eighth standard or seventh standard there was this this question that popped into my head of purpose as to why I exist, existential problems uh, in in school itself. uh from that time i've been trying to understand and that's when you move into a concept of understanding religion because religion is a way of life to tell you what the purpose is in some form okay um i did i am a person who has actually read all the religious books uh, in in transliteration or translation uh, so i have read the bhagavad gita i have read the the bible both uh, old testament new testament by john as well and the quran uh i have read some of the hadith because the hadith is also a uh, variations in it and it's it's not the word that you can read really well um i my belief has been that uh, as a muslim it is my identity because my parents followed that religion and i uh, my legal name will still have whatever i have experienced because of that uh, thing and how people view me as a muslim uh, rather than how i view myself as a muslim I, if I have to ask uh, how good a Muslim I am, I'm a very bad Muslim because I don't for I don't I don't read I don't read namaz. I haven't. Uh, uh, if you have to say rozas, I might have kept cumulatively thirty uh, in my period of time. It's so extremely bad at at practicing Islam. But if you ask me again, if I have to follow a religion or if I'm closer to it, I would say Islam has been the one that made the most sense to me uh, from a per se that it. it came to uh, it was revealed to a place that was the most barbaric in, in 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 spaces and it got a lot of structure and it spoke about marriage it spoke about women rights yeah, how much ever people do question it the time when it was launched or and uh, when it came into being i felt was very progressive in its own senses uh, also from an abrahamic religion piece of it when i look at it uh, i understand if people say that you know the bible was something that got was not by the god of word by the word of god of or or it got it got uh, changed over a period of time similar for the torah as well so i understand the versions of it but i cannot i am not i am not in the position to say that this is the right version as well because there have been many 
learnings from it or people's interpretations of Quran or interpretations of another religion as well. And hence, if you ask me if I have to make a choice to follow a religion, I will not be able to make that choice because I feel that information is missing. Yeah, or I have not been able to put that much energy to say that, oh, I, I can make this decision about it. Um, so from an Islam perspective, but yeah, Muslim identity plays out very differently when you are in social circles, when you are in a political space, in a democratic country like India, where there is a majority and a minority, uh, the play of Muslim as a as an identity plays out very differently. Uh, so yeah, I, would, I would split it Islam and Muslim slightly differently. Out here. Yeah. Um... And, and because I think you, you're very right about the fact that it plays out very differently in the settings that we find ourselves in. In one of your uh, previous pieces that you, you kind of mentioned about looking for flats in Mumbai um, and facing a certain yeah. degree of Islamophobia, would you like to give a sense of how that experience played out? It's been quite some time I've now gone house hunting because that period was a little traumatic. Uh, not traumatic, it's just tiring. If I, it's exhausting, if if that's the right word. Uh, um, so when I was looking for houses, um, I was I let so you look for a house where your workplace is. Okay, that's that's the piece of it. When you're renting, at least when you're buying, there are different pieces, and the whole investment as a criteria becomes very different. Uh, but uh, when I was staying in Thani, uh, which is again very Maharashtrian populated. Okay, uh, as a space, uh, because my office was uh, in in Thane. Uh, when I started looking houses there, uh, the funny piece was the uh, the uniformity in in bias. Uh, so every house that I went to, uh, uh, and they would ask me this one question in Marathi or something. At tumcha now he pan tumcha. last name is this, but your first name is this because my last name is very. Because I come from a place that's Konkan as a region, it is very Maharashtrian, uh, and it, it doesn't sound it doesn't sound Muslim or it doesn't sound Islamic. It's not a Kazi or it's not a uh, or a Sheikh, and uh, it, because in Konkan region you have these surnames, you, it, it always ends with a Kar, uh, like how you have a Tendulkar or a Gavaskar. All of the people, whether Muslim or Hindu, they have these surnames, and hence they would be confused that what my identity is. Am, am I a am I a Muslim? Or am I a Maharashtrian? What is this? And then they would be like, oh, you're Muslim. Then I know when they have said that, oh, I know that this house is not going to be coming to me. Uh, and that uh, so that question was very similar. Like wherever houses I went, I got this particular question. And then I realized that whenever this question is coming, I'm not going to get this house. Then after a lot of hunting, I got uh, the piece, you know, like I got a house. And then again, when I was relooking from moving from Thane to to the suburbs where again my office changed uh, uh, I looked at Andheri first because Andheri is a better air location um, um, then I did not get an Andheri so I went to Goregaon which is skipping one station and that is Jogeshwari. Jogeshwari is a Muslim dominated area. I went to Goregaon I never got in Goregaon. I came a little ahead in Oshivara. I didn't get in Oshivara. I was forced to come in Jogeshwari to get uh, which is a Muslim ghetto. Um, so yeah, I I didn't. It's not that I did not want a Muslim ghetto. I'll tell you why Jogeshwari is not. I did not want Jogeshwari. Uh, it's not because I do not associate with a Muslim identity or something. It is because this is a Muslim ghetto. It has also been not been 
it has not developed the way that Nandhiri or Gorega has because it's a Muslim ghetto. Uh, unfortunately, I don't know why it's so. Entering into Jogeshwari, the footpaths become bad. There are no footpaths. And also, when you move out of Jogeshwari and enter into Gorega, you will see the road changes again. Look at Mumbai, you will have high rises and then you will have Jopris. But the Jopris are unfortunately needing to exist for these things to think. And I don't know how to break that thing. You know, the whole poverty and the top thing, I don't know. I think the movie Gully Boy was so well depicted on the class thing. And uh, if I have to be, uh, if I have to break it down to you in this way, I think I, th- I think they are all band rights. So, uh, you know, when you look at a Bandra East and you look at a Bandra West, you will understand from the shift from Bantai to Bro. Uh, and that's that's the world that we live in currently. As we are, I mean, I'm a big fan of, of Gully Boy as well. I think um, yeah. it's it's one of those films which kind of is best place to be that for all of us to be the fly on the wall. That we are watching a film and yeah. we all can understand the the nuance and, and the way the camera is, where is the gaze of the camera, mm. whom is it on, who is it not on. Um, yeah, one of the it's most, I have yeah. encouraged a lot of my friends everywhere to watch it. Um, yeah, yeah. While we are talking of Zoyakter, I think it might be a good way to also talk about, you know, the Made in Heaven season two, you know, yeah. and I... I think the character of Dr. Trinetra Haldar was something that was beautifully captured in the words of, yeah. of I believe, um, a lot of people from the trans community as well. And also a lot of people who have been talking about what does representation actually means. You know? yeah. And to what extent does that representation help in changing conversations within living rooms and within, like you said, spaces that we are not out yet what were your thoughts as you watched uh, Meher Chaudhary's character and would you like to share a bit of that I think I'll get a little hate when I say this that uh, season one was better than season two <laughs> but uh, yeah so for me I think um, I love season one that's why I think everybody loved season one and hence they were waiting for season two as well uh, and I love what Zoya and Rima do together uh, is when they mix the intersectionality of stuff, right? They mix the rap culture, they mix the Muslim identity of a person, um, a woman struggling to be out uh, uh, and study, but still in a relationship and doing that. You know, I think they, they really do that well. What happened in season two for me was they wanted to see a lot uh, and it and it looked like they wanted to see a lot. Uh, that's where I kind of lost them, and um, and being in the DEI space, I feel uh, what is happening is that inclusion or diversity should be woven into the script. Uh, when I say script, I'm meaning not into just a series script, but should be woven into the script of of life. When it becomes the talking point, people lose interest in it. Uh, unfortunately, that's how content works, you know. Uh, when, there's, when there's a bombardment of it, you get bored of it. Uh, like, for example, a reel that now is a trend, it's it's going to have its diminishing marginal utility over a period of time. And it has to be smoothly woven into it. Um, I felt somewhere Made in Heaven was pushing it there. But the conversations were important to have and hence I step back and say that no, they were doing it for the right cause, but maybe could have been better put in like they, they did speak about the Dalit wedding 
uh, or the whole or the, the pressure on that they spoke about the, the character of Sunil Gaur Mehar I, I just felt that it was a lot to speak in and, they, and I know the, I know from where uh, uh, Zoya or Reema they, when they break away from a movie script and they go into a series they know that they have that long format where they can bring in so many characters get those arcs but again I think they could have done a season one more season to bring more pieces in uh, it's like saying um uh, what is that uh, uh, what is the one uh, that is it like a typical is one on uh, right. on a thing or there is also the sex mm. education uh, they want to pick up more lot of topics but they break it up you know and they're like okay this can go in season 3 as well uh, and uh, i think when the scripting is done they don't do it for one season they do it for seasons multiple mm. seasons and i felt maybe it could have taken but coming back to meher's character i felt the education piece of it uh, of of a trans person was well woven into it and okay this is me as a trans person um how my relationship with a person and not get not getting the same acceptance from the uh, uh from a cis man if i have to put it um also a cis man also dealing with his own uh his own friend circle making fun of it and trying to protect but not not knowing when to i i think i could see the uh the writing really well out in, of that and i think that i will really respect and i'll give it to them for that uh thing but yeah i think could have been more entertaining because people enter into a script or enter into a series to be entertained at the end of the day like for me i would want to be i would want to leave my work behind and see this and not be taught again uh, while getting a taught message as well uh, for me jawan i'm a srk fan i know jawan was uh, many people won't like it but i think for me sharuk breaking fourth wall and talking to the audience in that scene we all love i would i'd be like okay i know what you want to say i'm i'm hearing you i can i can hear it's not the script writer it's you uh, so i think all of these people you know they're doing amazing work as we are srk all of them they're trying to tell their stories whatever they are doing i i have immense respect for them uh, and nothing nothing negative in that sense Uh, and i'm i'm too small a player to say that you know this is bad uh, this is my own personal uh, opinions that i keep to myself as a viewer however i do think that the way you are portraying it and putting out this this personal opinion also carries weight because i think it reflects about it reflects on how perception plays a part um so when i recommend a, a movie for example like gully boy I I am making a case for the movie to someone who's not heard of Gully Boy and who wants to know why should they watch if they're not interested in say a Hindi you know mainstream film. So that's when I bring my personal opinion that the way they show the the inequality playing out the way they so amazingly capture uh the emotions of each character um I think that adds the weight to to making someone else become part of the you know experience. I I think one person who gets a lot of uh, hate uh, is Karan Johar and and I don't know why because the guy really tries hard to make good movies okay and I have loved Mayhuna I have loved uh, K3G as well and I have loved Rocky hey, and Rani well. Mayhuna was made by sorry not Mayhuna I meant uh, uh, oh, my, name my name is Khan my name is Khan yeah yeah my bad because my name is Khan was again 
talking about religion, was talking about inclusion. He has always done that. With Dostana, he got a lot of beef, you know. They said, Are he being himself gay, how can he make fun? But you have to realize that he's running a production house at the end of the day. He has to think about what the cinema gets in back and how much he's still pushing the envelope further in a period when it was not, I don't think, I think Dostana came out when it was not even legal, right? Uh, yeah. I think it was before section uh, 377. He's doing it then. Yeah, he's doing it then. You have to give him the respect that he really deserves. I mean, I really feel that they they speak they speak so badly of him, and he has always pushed the envelope further wherever he can, and also made the most amount of money. So come on, uh, running a production house, getting content. I I think uh, we will always speak about a Zoya Akhtar as well, but at the same time we should speak about a Karanjor who does in his own in his own filmography has tried something or the other. I kind of want to come back to Zoya Akhtar for the for the Made in Heaven bit because you and I discussed it very briefly about the Dia Mirza episode about this polygamy yeah. topic that they took. Um, yeah. And I remember when I watched it, I just went like, what? You know, that was my first <laughs> response. That, yeah. what? And then I just, yeah. because I could not, and I think that 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 episode comes after the Buddhist wedding. If I if I remember I the order, I don't remember, but yeah, but I remember this. I remember that thing. For me, it was just that. Oh my God, these are not how Muslims are. Uh, they are not all. They are not all Janab, and they're not all. They are not all Urdu. They don't all have that uh, thing. I I know there are many people who are like that, but come on, uh, Muslims have evolved from not being. Mughals, if that is how you want to present it. Uh, everybody is not doing that. Um, but maybe, in, I don't know, maybe I have not visited Lucknow enough, uh, if I have to say that way. Maybe, I am I'm not sure. I, I am not, I, I need, may need to visit better parts, means the other parts of India more, to see if really this is how. But in my circles that I have been, um, I have not seen such Muslims. Uh, and, and I, um, I, I think I come from even like my, my hometown is Ratnagiri, which is a small town. Uh, plus, uh, my my parents, uh, my mother's side actually was in the film scene. So they used to make uh, 70mm projectors uh, and uh, all of this piece, you know. So I have, um, so I don't, I've never seen, it's in my circles at least, I have not seen. They will wear burkhas and all of that stuff and abayas and beautiful abayas as such but this this mehel is not something that i had seen in the space yeah yeah um i was me to visit more north yeah i'm from north <laughs> yeah. but have you seen mehel <laughs> what Newton's <laughs> delhi <laughs> what is that again like i you know it just it did not speak to me and again it's it's a big budget show uh one can understand that they they have resources that they want to show an opulent wedding in in every way of you know in every episode one like there's one episode that you're dedicating to the idea of muslimhood um and a woman owning yeah. to her like standing up for herself um a muslim woman standing up to herself but you relegate that to a concept that even the minority of muslims do not practice in the country as per statistics i think i think double ma- means polygamy in my circle, I have not at all seen. You know, uh, um, I think I think uh, Muslim men are uh, in such a sense that they are like uh, one wife. Uh, 
यही संभाल लेंगे हम एंड देन यू नो बिकॉज बिकॉज इस्लाम ऑल्सो डेडिकेट्स वेन स्पीक्स अबाउट पॉलीगैमी ऑल्सो इट सेज दैट यू शुड बी गिविंग इक्वल इक्वल टाइम एज वेल टू अ पार्टी आई डोंट थिंक पीपल हैव टाइम नाउ डेज टू गिव फॉरगेट equal kitchens and equal houses and equal love and equal money i don't know how you can calculate that uh, as a metric uh, or if there is any uh, dashboard that any couple makes uh, but uh, yeah i'm not seen this I, i i i was totally disconnected from that that particular one because i have seen affluent muslim families uh, i come from an upper middle class family i won't say affluent but i've seen those houses as well and they are not this yeah yeah I agree with you. I think uh, it's it was just that disconnect, which yeah. I I was like, what happened here? You know, um, yeah. And that was a disappointment. It was just something that, especially yeah. knowing that this is the same house that made Gully Boy, it just was yeah. like mind numbing. It was sad for me. Yeah, for me, I Gully Boy will still be my favorite from Goya. Uh, I think. I don't know. I don't. I don't think it was a great. It was a blockbuster. I'm not sure about the thing, but I think for me, Gully Boy resonated more. The Muslim uh, representation of lower, lower economic group. I felt I have seen that at least in reality in somewhere. At least in Mumbai, living in Mumbai since quite some time, I've seen it. I've seen it in Kurla. I've seen it in Bandra, and it does exist. And it was very well depicted. I think also because they did a lot of research, speaking to I think Mazi and. and uh divin right uh, yeah. divine so i think that really that really showed uh, in the writing as well zoya you've written something you you actually shared something very beautiful uh, about how you met your current romantic partner uh it was it was such a yes. beautiful even though it was a very short description it was just so beautifully laid out by you could you talk a bit about that and you know how has how has love played a part in your journey I think um, I, I'll I'll repeat that short story yes, so for please. the or- yes. audiences so they know it. So I, I met my partner in my previous company that I was working for. Uh, I was a, I was into marketing at that point of time totally, uh, and the she was working as the client servicing stock for the creative agency that was onboarding. So when I joined, they are they were getting on an on they were getting on a retainer with us. So when I met her in two thousand sixteen. uh i just knew her as a person who was the client servicing for giving briefs taking uh, the output of it uh, and i knew she is somebody who is hard working and you know uh, defends her briefs or uh, means her hard work a lot um, very committed to the job uh, in that sense um, i think um, that's it okay matlab this was my uh, my understanding of this person yeah something down the line i think 2018 uh, from 16 to 18 yeah two years uh i uh, i attend this pride uh, party and uh, i enter this pride party um uh, and i see uh, so it's a very crazy party okay i enter this party and um, and i kind of see my cousin brother at the bar okay my younger cousin brother and i'm like what the fuck uh, and i'm dressed then in my whole thing and i'm like and i freak out okay 
because come on uh, it's bound to happen uh, and i freak out and i kind of go down uh, uh, immediately running and then i'm like telling my other friend so this is that uh, this cross dressing group you know we have we have gone to the hotel we've got everybody all of them ready we have pushed them out we've gone to the party we have entered the party last okay so and i'm so i'm, I'm trying to enjoy my party after getting all of these people ready and i'm not able to do it uh, and i'm just like telling this friend of mine ki yaar itna kaise kharab din ho sakta hai pehle to late ho gaye and then uske upar ye this friend of mine tells me listen is there at a post pride party either they are from the community or either they are not like i said point to hai uh let's go up so we go up after a point of time uh and i still see that person at the bar and then i kind of go a little round round karke and then i um i've gone a little farther farther and then i see this head of hair and i'm like this hair i've seen somewhere okay and then komal turns and i'm like oh shit uh this person again and then again i turn and run the other direction because in my head i'm just like getting safe from this person going here and this person again and i wanted to go to the washroom you know because the washroom was on the other side and i just couldn't and i was like are yaar how bad can this party get you know how worse is it getting by the day i i'm hoping i'm not meeting my mother here now anymore you know that was how it was like playing out in my head uh so uh yeah so that's 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 it uh, in 2018 i think uh, february is when uh, Mumbai used to have it. So Jan used to be the Pride month, and February used to be this Pride post Pride party. Uh, something like eight nine months later, I kind of I have now started taking over digital as well, and you know I'm having more interactions with this person. Uh, one good meeting happened where I really took up the role, and I was very happy with this meeting, and um, I felt that as a as a um, as a bond from professional, it was just moving to a good space. You know, we were having the chat. and i kind of pinged her on whatsapp uh, post the meeting uh, can i ask you something personal and she replies yeah and i say um, uh, do you attend gc parties that's it okay and she doesn't respond for quite some time and i'm like oh shit did i ask the wrong question again my palpitations my heartbeat is up on its peace uh, and then she takes quite a long time to respond and she responds yes how do you know right? then i respond i saw you went on and uh, from that we started chatting uh, I I came up open about my identity. I shared my pics with her. She she spoke about it uh, about her uh, orientation as well. Uh, from there, we went on to uh, meet at say cafes and um, a lot of baristas, a lot of cafe coffee days, a lot of uh, Starbucks and other places. Majorly coffee. Okay, uh, if I have to say, and we had a lot of conversations. Uh, conversations about marketing and because we both were. very passionate about our work you know whatever we do and especially about business as well uh, i i consider myself more business oriented uh, and you know when we had those conversations life in general as well from that i felt that really you know over that coffee something brewed and it was much more than just a conversation it was and love in some form took place um, and then uh, yeah and then we moved in together in may 2020 Uh, right after the 21 days of uh, covid yeah. uh, lockdown we were supposed to move in in march together uh, and um, um i think covid hit and uh, i went to my sister's place because she was still stuck in her place and we were not able to meet her then those 21 days were very difficult you know because you both wanted to come back together to each other uh, and i was still at a place where i was still safe she wasn't and uh, because she had almost started to vacate her space and come here so she she it wasn't her right space for her 
but then as soon as we got the the chance we moved in i think covid really gave us that time to be together uh a lockdown really gave us a time to be together uh, and we kind of uh, i had never been in a relationship where i have lived in with someone she has in the past but for me it was um a learning curve for me uh, and i think as a partner uh, she's only a person who has pushed me up uh, and uh, it's been beautiful post that uh, i have i've been a better person i uh, at uh, she's a person who's ocd so she keeps the house clean i know how to keep the house in, in the same space as she does so it's really worked for us and i think um, it's just been it's been good from that that i'm, I'm just hoping that life can be better and less complex from what it is today because it is complex uh, she comes from a family that is hindu uh, and i am still muslim and we know that so means at multiple levels we'll be rejected as a couple uh, again intersectionality at its play the funny thing is her her brother is also someone who is having a partner who is muslim uh, so uh, bullshit uh, craziness uh, out there uh, we have pushed him ahead to tell his side first being the elder one but yeah it's crazy complexities um so we are doing ghar wapsi and conversion love shaad at the same time okay let's take it that way if that's how it it is yeah thank you zoya that was a, such a beautiful ride to just just listen to this story and i must say that i enjoyed listening to the story more than reading it um because i could experience yeah. all the emotions that you were sharing one thing which i think i i want to add is like you you i think you wrote you saw a beautiful uh, a head of beautiful curls you know yeah she has beautiful curls yeah and uh, you should see i i have you seen the pic she has beautiful curly hair uh, uh for me that was very distinct you know that was like dekha hua hai and i'll just tell you something so funny um so post um, me uh, at least starting to date my partner Uh, is when uh, i started telling my colleague a little you know and my colleague was like yeah i know she is a part of the community so i said how do you know i never knew and how did you come to know so the, my colleague used to come with me for gc parties apparently uh, and one party which was a halloween party which was in 2017 or something i was dancing back my my back was facing komal's back and we were dancing i and my friend was pulling my hand apart because she didn't want to be bang she had noticed her and she didn't want me to bang into her uh and 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 this is this is happening like some one year two years later i'm like why how 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 crazy destiny is that you know i didn't see her i have no recollection of this scenario but at, after like three years i'm dating this person and i'm living in it's it's just i don't know how life plays out you know yeah um, it's all uh, when the stars good. align you know and i'm glad it aligned them uh, uh i think i wouldn't have been um in the stage that i was at that point of time i was running behind something different blah 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 you know it's uh, yeah it's, it's it's right when it happened and, it's, and i'm happy when it happened yeah i think uh, sharukh had made this one thing on an aiv podcast he's like you know people ask me that you know teen movie nikal raha hai but i think there was zero there was i think dear zindagi coming there was something else and there was raise and he was like i'm happy that i have done what i have done and it's worked out now and there were many other things at play uh and the same thing happens in my life as well and i look at it i'm like a lot of things have played around and i'm happy where i am right now i'm happy with what work i am doing if i was if i tried to do this two years back i don't think i would have been able to get the impact that i am getting now because i was 
not that mature enough i didn't have that knowledge enough so yeah yeah um talking about like when things happen you know kind of when they are meant to happen so to speak um you know we are also having this conversation in light of the supreme court judgment um that came out some time ago you mentioned earlier that you did not have a lot of hopes from it at the same time i think there was also this sense of expectation yeah there were expect there were a lot of ex- people were riding on expectations if that's the right mm. yeah can you share a bit about that and yeah like now we are living in this post supreme court judgment time and so what are your hopes yeah for that so i think i i'll i think the expectations were a lot uh, and the expectations also rose because uh, the conversation around it became more mainstream uh, a supreme court decision or a case ongoing which is being televised has implications that this conversation becomes a dinner table conversation and i think because it becoming so and i will give kudos to all the uh, people who actually drove it you know the ones who made the petitioners i know some of them personally i know harish i know zainab i had the chance of meeting utkarsh uh, as well so i know that they did it with a right emotion uh, my expectation from it was low because when i paid attention in my civics class i knew that this that the supreme court will not be able to do much they will pass it on to the thing even what i think happened with the nepal uh, judgment was similar they passed it on to the government to kind of imply the sad part about it was that they did not give a timeline to it uh, so i think what they did whatever justice uh, the chief justice spoke about in the way that i think i i like what harish wrote once i think in one of his uh, in instagram or one of his linkedin posts he said it was very good english uh, and i think uh, i think it was very well spoken and i think it i think they really having those those things in a judgment as well me makes is is a big win what they could have done better could have been put up a timeline because we have seen this happen in the past in 2014 when the nalsa judgment came out the trans act came out in 2019 uh, 14 to 19 way long you know um, Uh, it's about giving a timeline to the government we know that 2024 mein kuch nahi hoga elections aane wale nobody's going to pay attention to this there is going to be many other things in discussion the the cohort or the segment of people who identify as lgbtq and who are fighting for it or at least being equal is very small for the people to pay attention to it you know and that's how it works um, i think uh, i think uh, just for me the sad piece was the timeline but i i will still take i think i had made a post where i um, had shared fabrice's uh, uh, blog post on it and he said that you know this this still should be seen in a positive light in that sense i think i think you should look at this as one of the wins in the piece that we will surely have in the future uh, how now we partner with the government our elected representatives to get this into the piece is where it will play a part Uh, and i think there's a lot of groundwork that we still need to do 
makes me it makes me wonder like the groundwork that you say that that needs to be laid out and i think the groundwork is also something that comes from like the work is on the allies as well uh, yeah. the how much time will the yeah. petitioners fight and they are fighting for their rights why are nobody else fighting exactly. for their rights it, uh, why is it always the milk harvey that has to fight and nobody else yeah you need you need an abraham lincoln sometimes to fight for the blacks you need a mahatma gandhi to fight for the blacks you need a mahatma gandhi to fight for indian people but you need those people to fight for them i don't think we have much uh, we have allies but i don't know if they are as vocal as they should be uh, i think in 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 when we were doing sensitization sessions we did we said we told that you have to be an ally you have to do three things that is educate yourself uh, be visible and speak up uh these three things if an ally does that's it uh, i think uh, the world will be an equal space irrespective of which community you are being an ally yeah these these three sort of pillars of of allyship yeah. in a way embody the work you do to just be the most honest self how do you educate yourself how do you um be, become visible and then yeah. become a vocal ally a vocal person who can talk yes. about again all the intersectionalities that we become up we are born through you know like yeah. as i think we just we were discussing this before the recording that there's so many facets of who one person is and each of that facet plays a part into making this bigger identity of sorts right um i i want to end on on this one question uh, zoya which is how do you define self acceptance and how do you embody that um in every space that you choose to be in i think um i'll i'll go back to my younger self to tell you self acceptance because that's that was when i accepted myself i think something uh, i don't remember which year also now it's, it's very dhundla when i started realizing when i i think self acceptance is plainly just understanding who you are and knowing where you want to get uh, okay uh, so dysphoria happens when your world and how you perceive yourself and how you are doesn't match right in in its very pure sense and euphoria happens when it's and it's equal i think for me uh, i have always believed that i am not dysphoric but i have been proven wrong many times as well uh, a recent incident happened where i was i started crying unfortunately i was like couldn't control my tears and i was like why am i not able to control my tears and then i was i'm i'm proven wrong at many multiple points but i think self acceptance comes when you understand this difference uh, and you have to work towards that piece it has played out in various places um i in my current workspace in with my partner understanding my relationship with my partner as well was also self acceptance you know um i had never dated a person who was who identified as a lesbian who never who would see me as a woman uh for her as well it was a piece uh that was a learn you know from a from understanding that she only dated women to understanding dating a trans uh, but but at the end of everything was the emotion right uh, 
and that that's the most purest form that you can and i think uh, whether that emotion is negative or positive that's different but that emotion is going to stay the most purest piece of it uh, i think self acceptance is that emotion where you understand you leave that guilt behind you leave what this is and this is who you are uh, in every form uh, and i mean self acceptance not just in identity uh, even self acceptance in terms of when you're not able to do something and you are struggling to do it uh, it's this emotion of understanding how oh, you need to step back and we need to we look at things i would put that as the emotion of trying to uh, getting content with who you are and then progressing the way forward i don't know if i'm able to word it right uh, but i have been living my life in this form right you have i was listening with intent and uh, i'm grateful that you were able to share this um with uh, you know talking about something which is so um the core of who we are which is um the relationships we choose to be in and uh, thank you thank you for sharing that um thank you zoya it's been such a, a fun and unique conversation to have with you i wish it was longer though now i'm feeling <laughs> i'm very happy i think i think i should we should have a season 2 i i'm definitely season. going to have that at some point as well yeah um and make yeah. this like a two part conversation at some point yeah um yeah but this has been great thank you so much for your time zoya i know it's a working day for you so extra thanks for making the time for this and uh, yeah i'm looking forward to meeting you again in person same here hopefully okay. soon yeah take care thanks If you enjoyed listening to this episode please give us 5 stars on Apple Podcasts Spotify or wherever you listen to them Also do check out MBM's other conversation with trans rights activist and associate professor of community medicine Dr Aksha Sheikh You can also listen to other MBM episodes with Annie Zaidi Sabah Khan Nasni Rizvi among others who bring a diverse understanding of being an Indian a Muslim and everything in between I'm Maryam Heather Thank you for listening to Mavi Muslim. I'll be back in a few weeks time with a new guest. Until then, take care, lots of love and gratitude.